Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, Alice, I'm thinking about this in relation to what's going on in Israel. Okay. So, the Hamas uh, cockroaches today made this announcement. To put an end to this, from this moment on, we announce that any targeting of innocent civilians without warning will be met, regretfully to say, by executing one of the hostages in our custody. And we will be forced to broadcast this execution. We regret this. So... Obviously, I don't they know have why human shields like... all over the place, and so there's all of these, they're going to hit humans, casualties. Mm-hmm. And so Hamas is now saying that it's going to broadcast the execution of a hostage every time that happens. They have anywhere between 60 and 130 hostages. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And it could be some Americans as well. Mm-hmm. Or other nationals, because I think a lot of the hostages were from that music festival, too, yes. which was a lot of international people. Yes, yes. Which, which in The U.S. Uh, government is saying so far they know about 11 um, U.S. citizens dead. So, right. Which is just great. But let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's already going. It, it, the news organizations are already... It, they're, they're making it very, very obvious they're, they're moving over to the Palestine Palestine side of this thing. And I actually thought although th- there are there is some the Israelis are not effing around. They have cut off water and food and electricity. Which in the Gaza strip. In fairness, mm-hmm. they provide the water and electricity for the Gaza strip. Well, I understand strip. until they don't. And so now they're well, not. Well, no, but I mean like it's it's sort of in the play stupid games, win stupid prizes category that like maybe if you're utterly dependent on an outside country for your water and electricity and food aid, Israel and humanitarian aid, like medical aid and stuff. I mean, Maybe if you're utterly dependent on an outside country for all this aid and assistance just to keep the lights on because you refuse to spend any money developing any working infrastructure and you use it all for terrorism. Maybe you should think about that before going and brutally killing, raping and attacking like thousands of people in that country that provides your people with everything that they oh, need to live. Uh, just a granted, thought. Granted, I mean, like- <laughs> uh, granted, but in this, you know, Israel is not allowed to do anything 100% perfectly and it's like these suspects who are who who got shot by the cops it's like yes the cops shot and killed you 
but you went for his gun and you st- stabbed his partner and you were in the police cruiser and you had his your hand in his neck and there was a struggle. Yeah, no, it's like, it doesn't matter. Time started the day after the terror attacks. Right. But so here's here's the thing that I'm thinking here. And this t- hit me while I was taking a walk. You've got people, and it is chilling. When I heard it, I actually fact check it. When I heard during my news station said they've cut off all water and food and 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 electricity, I thought, could that be right? Did they cut off the water? Because that seems like it's going to hurt the citizens and innocents as well. And the point that Israel's making is that we don't care. We're going to get those bastards. They're not going to have electricity. They're not going to have water. We're going to go hunt down and kill everybody who did what they did. Israel has rage in the eyes. And I, and I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think that they got to. They have to go in and mm-hmm. decimate every person at all that is associated with Hamas. On the world stage, those Hamas leaders who were in Qatar uh, the other day, they should put bullets in all of those guys. They should anything that's at all Hamas destroy. Now, maybe that'll move something. You know, Hamas gets hungry and thirsty, too. And maybe when Hamas in the West Bank notices that it's hurting everybody and everything. Um, this is more the Gaza Strip, but yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. The, what did I say, West Bank? The West Bank. I, I meant the Gaza Strip. That's what yep. I meant. Um, then maybe maybe the idea is to compel them as well, because this is a siege. So mm-hmm. you're trying to break people down inside. And... It doesn't matter. Obviously, but Islamic terrorism uses this as a, as specifically as a PR thing. Yes, they always have. They want Israel to cut off the food and water to their citizens so they can hold up a bunch of kids as martyrs. Right, and and remember the whole thing is this is the whole story is bad sportsmanship. I mean, it's always the whole story of the of of the West of um, the Gaza Strip is bad sportsmanship. Right. They all gang up on Israel, including Egypt, which owned the Gaza Strip at the time, to try to destroy Israel and kill every Israeli they could. Israeli, the Israelis pounce, uh, uh, not propel, pr- pr- they cast off the invasion and they repel. gain. They repel, right. They repel the invaders mm-hmm. and gain territory, including the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly everybody's, no, you have to give it back. F you, dude. You tried to kill them. No, I know. And all the, and not all, but a significant number of the people there would like everybody in Israel dead and would be very happy if they all died. And right. Israel has kind of said, this is why Israel, you know, Pulled out of the Gaza Strip and doesn't involve itself with it anymore after, I forget what year, 2008, 2009, what year was that? It's been 18 years. But um, anyway, so, but that's why, you know, they said like, okay, if you guys just want to kill us, then you have to go over here in this area and not come out because like we can't have you just killing us. And the Iron Dome, which is a purely defensive weapon. I mean, imagine... Just the concept of the Iron Dome, how that would not fly in the United States. Like, imagine if Canada were launching so many rockets at us all the time that we just had to shoot rockets into the air to shoot them down constantly. Like, we wouldn't, we just wouldn't put up with that. We wouldn't put up with a situation where we had to have all this high tech developed defensive weaponry to shoot down rockets just because we have to put up with having a neighbor that's constantly trying to kill us all the time right and then on top of that they provide humanitarian aid they provide water they provide electricity they provide food and like the whole thing is like then the gazans are like well you have to let us out this is an open-air prison that israel's like well didn't you say that you wanted us all dead? And they're like, well, yeah, we do want you all dead. <laughs> and then Israel's like, well, then no, I guess you have to stay over there. I don't understand. Like, no other country on earth would put up with this. It makes no sense. It's like a crazy situation. And I, I just, I don't know. I find it so fascinating that, like, I mean, I, I'm not obviously... <clears throat> There's, I, I'm glad to see parts of the right move away from this, like, we are dispensationalist. I mean, you're still seeing a little bit of it around, but this stuff about, like, the Book of Revelations in Israel and these, like, yes. weird 19th century interpretations of the Book of Revelation 
in rapture and all this stuff that, that is like totally unbiblical and ahistorical and not a part of historical Christianity at all. But anyway, because that's not when the book of Revelation talks about Israel and the new Jerusalem, they're not talking about Bibi Netanyahu and the Palestinians. That's like not what it's about. And it's not the point of the book. And, um, you know, so and and that kind of stuff really is just silly, and that's been sort of a fixture of the evangelical support of Israel for a while. And and these things are more complex. You know, there's. I'm glad to see people caring about Middle Eastern Christians too when that topic comes up. Israel's not a perfect state by any means, but it's the only group of people in that area that's trying to run a modern 21st century country. Yes, yes. And like, I, I, you know, I might have disagreements with certain aspects of how Israel runs their country, but first of all, it's like not really my business. And second of all, it's, I mean, it, compared, obviously, to what we saw people do there this past weekend, it's, they're like light years ahead of the Stone Age lunatics that surround them yes. on all sides. So this is my... My thought process today as I was walking was, what happens, you've got Israel cutting off water, they, and now they're going to go in, they're going in there right now, and they're going to murder every person with Hamas and everyone near them, uh, ancillarily. Uh, ancillarily? Whatever. Anyway, um, it, the Israelis are not messing around. They've said that they're going to kill every single p person with Hamas, and I think that's great, and they should. They are... This is serious. They're going to bomb the thing. They're going to level the Gaza Strip, mm -hmm. and they're going to destroy it. And their their feeling is that they need to eradicate this cancer immediately. And it seems cold and inhumane, and it's not going to be surgical as we need it to be, but they need to do it. And those deaths of, of innocence, if there are death, innocents in there, that's on Hamas. This is this is done. But well, yeah, that's what Hamas the, wants, actually. Uh, well, that, was, sure. that was the goal of doing this terrorism. But here's the thing. Here's the thing is that Saudi Arabia is going to see this. Other countries in the Middle East are going to see this. Obviously, uh, you know, Egypt and Jordan and um, Lebanon, and obviously, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, with Hezbollah, doesn't... They're already... Supposedly, there are troops massing on uh, the the border of Lebanon, mm -hmm. uh, Israeli troops, uh, right now. A lot of people in a lot of countries are going to say, no, this is unacceptable that Israel is doing this. Now, and so think about those countries who are going to say, no, this is no good. We're not, we're not doing this, not having any deal with this. Maybe it does draw, drive the Saudis and, uh, back into the arms of Iran. Who knows? Who knows? At the same time, what if we see, because they're going to be executing people on TV or in video or whatever, if the electricity is knocked out, I assume somebody will have it all on cell phone and get it to Al Jazeera or whatever they need to do. Well, yeah, what they if, have generators. What happens stuff? if they execute an American child on video? Um, I mean, I think there would certainly be demands for U.S. involvement at that point. Yes. If they were to, on video, murder an American child, then I certainly would want to um, destroy as many, certainly all of Hamas, and then I'm going to look down the street and say, find me a tie between Hamas and funding by Iran. And then I would like to go into the Iranian parliament and send a, a low-level nuclear bomb there to destroy them and destroy all those bastards too. Now, I understand the Iranian people are all westernized and they want to be free, etc. Et but my feeling is that, no, it is on with Iran and we get rid of these rat scum after the last 50 years they've been effing things up. And... This is the the radicals there. And mm -hmm. that includes the Iranian Guard, whatever they're called. I forgot. IRGC, whatever it is. Uh, those people as well. And 
Yes, it is. That is that is enough. That is war. If that should happen, and then we have to make some kind of incursion, and meanwhile you've got other people in the Middle East here who are upset about the atrocities that Israel's committing against Gazans, I I am telling you, Alice, we could have World War Three. Yeah, we definitely. And can. you'd have Russian interests. And well, yeah, because Russia is aligned with Iran. Well, of course, yeah, all the bad guys are. <laughs> They're are all the, friends. They're all friends. Russia's aligned with Iran. Russia would love nothing better than to stick it right back to us for the proxy war stuff and mm-hmm. make it hot for us and also make it so that it's hard for us to continue, you know, to, to continue the resources that we're sending to Steve Ukraine. in the chat says Joe Biden won't do bleep. That's what. Well, I, I know. Uh, I think Steve and Tommy from New Hampshire agrees. He will not do anything. If they killed a child on video? They said American they would boy? regret having to do it, though. So, <laughs> An American boy? I tell you, I would help to... Well, we, we don't have any money. But if we did, uh, I would sell the what's left of that Volvo outside and send it to whatever mercenary force was heading over there to kill those bastards. It is... It, it's... This has all the makings of World War Three. Mm-hmm. It does, it does. If somebody, if one more front, it's a if if um if Hezbollah, uh, you know, attacks through Lebanon, or if they get, get some, I don't even know if Lebanon has regulars anymore. I don't even know who's in charge of what anymore. But or if uh, uh in Syria, Bashar al-Assad, who is still up and running, despite all the Arab Spring, everything that right. happened and didn't happen there, <clears throat> right. If he goes over the border, there is, these are, there's a lot of bad dudes hanging out in that neighborhood. And I just look at it today and I had the, the feeling, it's like, it's, I almost put it as a poll question. I probably should have. But I didn't, I don't know if I had just been listening to too much about the what was going on. I mean, Ben Shapiro was singing in Hebrew for the last five minutes of his show. Like, people are... How was the commentary podcast? Thousand yards there. They were displeased. Uh, yeah, they were exactly where I wanted them to be. Uh, they were, yes, they were not pleased. Shapiro was not pleased. Both of them started their shows totally dry, without humor, and ferociously. And it was great. It was great. Mm-hmm. But, um, first of all, it's not... If, if they... If they were to kill an American, even not even an American child, but just on video, murder one, then we're in this thing. They've already there's already eleven Americans dead. Trish says in the chat this America this administration barely cares about the Americans on U.S. soil. I agree with that, but they do care about party politics, mm-hmm. and. The amount of inertia you would feel if something like that happened. First of all, my brother told me that the, the, apparently two of the scumbags, uh, uh, Hamas scumbags, shot a couple of um, uh, black labs. Oh, yeah. There's a video going around of right. them going to that kibbutz and killing a dog when they came in. Right. Um, if... If we think that that's, that's, you know, something that might inflame people, and I'm not surprised that it did, or it is, Mm -hmm. you kill a kid, there needs to be, or an American, then I'm sorry, there is going to be energy in the streets of this country. Look at the Americans we left in Afghanistan. We left American citizens there. Yeah, but Democrats aren't going to say, hey, Chuck Schumer is not going to say, hey, Joe, I know we worked together for a long time, but both uh, the House and the Senate are about to get blown out unless you do something here immediately. Biden doesn't seem to mind now sending stuff to Ukraine when we weren't going to before. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I... I I don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, Tucker Carlson just released a new show tonight calling everybody who wants to go after Iran warmongers like Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley and 
you know, essentially calling them chicken hawks, basically saying they don't care because they don't, you know, they're not going to send their kids to go fight in Iran. So they don't care about starting World War Three, basically. But um, so Tucker has a new video out about that. Um, Trish says in the chat, wasn't the administration just tweeting about concert ticket fees? Yeah, they've been tweeting about concert ticket fees, about, uh, you know, forgiving student loan debt. They've been tweeting about everything but that. They threw a party last night for White House staff, yeah. a barbecue in People the Rose they Garden. hear the music. I see the dog pic- the video. This is not... Yeah, um, that's, I believe that's at that kibbutz that's yes. close to the border there where a thousand people live there and it's like they have 108 bodies there so far. So like 10% of the people that live there are dead. So that's, I mean, it's the level of carnage and carnage involving like women, children, the elderly that it is really kind of unfathomable to modern sensibilities because it is so this is not you know like guys in tanks blowing each other up with ieds or something you know and i think that's what and people said this about ukraine too where it was like oh but ukraine's like us it's like people living in these like Mm -hmm. suburban houses and like normal people you know it's not out in some desert i mean i know that the middle east is sort of a desert but it's not like out somewhere where it's not like people like us you know israel is essentially a modern western country right like right and so i think that's part of what's shocking about it too um but and also also the the things with the kids stuck in rooms with their with the terrorists lording over them and shouting at them and little children who you'd is that Who the same family that the picture's been released of, that the whole family's dead? Oh, I don't know. Is it? I sent you that picture. There's a picture of a whole family that's... That whole family might be gone. The one from that video. I'm not sure. They look similar anyway. But um, I'll see if I can find it again. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing is shocking. And what's more shocking is that there's all these people in the West who are cheering for it, right? And, you know, there's obviously been a bunch of misinformation going around, like videos that aren't from this, that are from other times or that, you know, aren't actually Israeli children, they're Palestinian children or whatever. There's been a lot of like claims floating around that aren't entirely true also. So, I mean, that that definitely and exists and is out there. But, you know, just the stuff that they're posting themselves, like the fact that a Hamas spokesperson goes on TV and says, we're going to start executing people live on TV and people in the West are going, yeah, good job. Free yeah, Palestine. On the streets. That's, that's astonishing Is that this me. one, the uh, Tamar Yonathan and six-year-old yeah. daughter? No, Doesn't it look like them? That's a different really. family? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because there was a son. The son is in the picture. He is? Doesn't it look like the same little kid? No. I don't think so. It it doesn't look like the dad either to me. Doesn't look like that to me. Oh wait, maybe you're right. Um, but the little boy, the blonde boy, and the blonde girl look kind of like the ones in the video to me. Hmm. But um, anyway, I, I you know beside the point. There's plenty of people dead, and there's plenty of people with relatives who are dead or wounded or missing or whatever and and without getting into stuff that's mislabeled videos and whatever that people have shared stuff that's wrong there was a whole report going around today that a church in gaza had been destroyed by israel Mm -hmm. that's a really old church the church had to tweet out that they're not destroyed and they're fine and they're taking in refugees or whatever but um you know even without the fake stuff there's plenty there that people are proud of and happy about there's plenty there to be outraged about without even getting into like wondering if stuff's real or not which i think there we saw a lot more of that in ukraine where there was like it was very difficult to parse what was real and what was not because both sides were playing information warfare but this seems so clear-cut to me that i mean like they're bragging about it they're pleased about it so like the guy who's going on TV and says we're going to start executing civilian prisoners live on TV one at a time, 
that guy, I'm not for that guy. <laughs> like, I don't care. You can tell me that I'm falling prey to misinformation all you want, but he's saying what he believes. And the rest of you who are cheering for it are psychos. And like, I don't want to share a country with you. And what's incredible, too, is we kind of talked about yesterday, the Columbus Day stuff and how, you know, the um, a bunch of them like want that for white people in America, too. But, I mean, like, they've gotten more explicit about it. There's a bunch of people on the internet, um, you know, saying this. This one account goes, smug liberal voice. So you must consider yourself an acceptable target in the event that Native Americans started fighting back. Man, it'd be a bummer and I'd hide in a hole like a rat to avoid it. But yes, somebody else said, well, if America is also a terrorist occupation, do we all deserve to be slaughtered by Native Americans? And some liberal replies, listen, if native militant groups started doing stuff where I live, like what Hamas is doing in occupied Palestine, I'd simply have to hand it to them. How could I possibly object? If I got marked, I'd just be like, LOL, nice one. Good on you. I'm a settler at the end of the day. I don't get to be precious about living on stolen land. Somebody else with a rainbow avatar goes, does this mean that me as a non-native American doesn't deserve human rights and could be gunned down at any moment? And somebody else replies, to be honest, yeah, and I also do as a non-Native American. Like, they just go on, there's a bunch of people on the internet who really believe that. So, they're cool with... Can you just read that again? We're caught up in this, another massacre video, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's dumb. Sorry, okay, I'm not looking anymore. But no, but a bunch of people, like... Somebody said, so you must consider yourself an acceptable target in the event Native Americans started fighting back? Man, it'd be an effing bummer and I'd hide in a hole like a rat to avoid it, but yes. <laughs> Somebody else said, America is also a terrorist occupation. Do we all deserve to be slaughtered by Native Americans? And someone replied, listen, if Native militant groups started doing stuff where I live, like what Hamas is doing just, in occupied Palestine, I'd simply have to hand it to them. Just FYI, uh, they tried. Yeah, they did. We've been through this once already. How could I possibly object? If I got marked, I'd just be like, LOL, nice one. Good on you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a settler at the end of the day. I don't get to be precious about living on stolen land. Oh, that's fantastic. This other person says, does this mean that me as a non-Native American doesn't deserve human rights and could be gunned down at any moment? Somebody replied to them, to be honest, yeah. And I also do as a non-Native American. So there's a bunch of lefties out here who really think this, who really think that if you're a, quote, colonizer or a settler, and that if you're on stolen land, then what Hamas was doing was totally acceptable and fine. And Native Americans did a lot of that, too. It's not not an uncommon belief until very modern times. You know, the Palestinians and the Native Americans had that in common with, like, virtually everybody up until... I don't know, the 16, 17, 1800s? Well, right. <laughs> like, that was how people treated each other then. Right. Well, you're going over finite resources, and uh, uh, of course there were brutal wars before we ever got here to, to ruin everything. Of course. And there were all, all, all sorts of border skirmishes when we did get here, because largely we were farmers, big agrarian um, producers here, and so much like the Native Americans, we cleared a lot of land, and some of it meant that the um, patterns of hunting, etc., would change because the Bambi wouldn't have anywhere to hide anymore. It's a long, mm-hmm. it's a long story. It, making growing tobacco meant having to essentially ruin land for other things, and the Native Americans were salty about that. Whatever, it was, everybody had grievances. And everybody eventually got violent. And at the end of the day, one party survived. Well, not others. It's not fair to say, actually, because many Native Americans, especially up here, just assimilated right into, right, right into the the American experiences. And uh, so that, that's what's happening. It was it was good to have technology. And some of the Indians said, "Wait a second. These people managed to somehow get fat. I want to be with those people." And they were, and they are now. And now they're discovering they're in order, in order progressive now, and they're through doing um, Twenty One of Me or whatever it's called, and getting all excited because they've got some Native American, and now they want part of the grievance, and they can change the name of baseball teams now, whatever that is. Right. Yeah, but it, but it's interesting because on this Indigenous Peoples Day, 
you know, you do see people, you know, kind of discovered. Do you know who Ayella is? Uh, A-E-L-L-A. I don't think so. She's um, part of sort of like the rationalist Twitter, but she also has an OnlyFans and she's sort of, she runs all these big Twitter polls and um, anyway, uh, long story short. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, she posted about... she's. I don't know what she is politically exactly. Um... But she posted recently saying that she was like reading more about um, Native Americans and that like it was really interesting. But she kept coming across stuff that was like saying, you know, and then they skinned the girl alive and roasted her over at fire and stuff, you know. So and that discovering that they were barbaric was like shocking to her. Here it is. I've been doing lots of reading. This is from uh, September 29th. So like a week ago about native American tribes. And there's so many stories like, and then they slowly roasted a six year old girl to death, or then they sliced the bottoms of his feet and made him walk over coals that I'm like, I don't know, maybe colonialism was an improvement. And she says, to be clear, the colonizers also sucked, but I have, haven't read stories about their regular customs, including slowly torturing children to death as they forced their parents to watch, so mm. the bar is low. The colonizers merely did atrocities like lure innocent tribesmen into under-guarantees of peace and then slaughter them all, or finally decide now they were going to also start killing women and children because they were really fed up and violate most treaties. But, so... I mean, it is interesting, like, to watch people sort of discover real time that Native Americans also were brutal and terrible. And I think it's kind of important to know when we're watching stuff go on, like this Israel stuff, because I've seen a bunch of tweets from people going like, I can't believe that they would rape people. Why would men do that? I don't understand. Like, do you know how old that is as a thing men do during war? Yeah. Not everything just changed overnight because some people, like, because the Me Too movement, they haven't read up on that, I hate to tell you. Well, you know what? That also tells you why everybody was so turned by the George Floyd thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Does that happen all the time? Yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, we've got a problem. <laughs> I know. We gotta get rid of the police. They're doing this all the time. I've had debates for years of people saying, don't don't you have the internet? Yeah. Cops are killing black people all the time. Ugh. Alice, tell me how I know that Hamas is going to strike the United States. Um, does it have to do with John Kirby? No. Here's how I know the that Hamas is going to strike the U.S. How do you know? Sooner rather than later. FBI says it sees no specific threat from Hamas to the U.S. Oh, okay. FBI investigation said Monday, uh, said it was unaware of threats to the U.S. homeland related to the unfolding crisis in the Middle East, mm -hmm. but it was closely coordinating with counterparts in the region. So there you go. So I would say, yes, they are. You know, as long as... Uh, they are aware, of course, threats from um, mothers complaining at Board of Ed meetings. That, oh, yeah, that they're, they're right on that. Yes. They're right on that. Or um, climate change. Did you see Kirby talking about climate change? No, not today. I sent that to us. Martha McCallum asked John Kirby if he stands by his comments that the only existential threat humanity faces Ooh. more than a nuclear war is global warming. And he said, absolutely. So. Holy. Oh, that's great. I'll resend These it These people, to you. man. But yeah, um, no, climate change is a much bigger threat. But I'm seeing more and more people say that... Um, Given that the United States is now involved in wars that are taking place in Europe 
and also in the Middle East. I, I, I want to play this soundbite for you that is just last month in Vietnam and ask you if this still holds for the president. Watch. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. Given all the nuclear players in these two areas where we are now engaged on, does the president stand by that comment? Absolutely, he does. Climate change is an existential threat. It could, it, right. it actually <laughs> threatens and is capable. It makes me feel they're taking this really seriously. On it, that's why, like, if uh, Republicans are elected, you need to go in there and find anybody who is doing anything with gay flags in foreign countries at our embassies, uh, with any of these proclamations about uh, LGBTQIA plus. Uh, any of that stuff, we need to throw anybody out. To SLGBTQI+. Anybody who says anything like that, any Black Lives Matter stuff in any of our government institutions needs to be hauled the freak out. Because we didn't see this coming in the U.S., even though there seems to be news stories saying that the Netanyahu may have, the Israelis were tipped off about this, although I'm seeing different things. Um, we didn't see this. We didn't see any of this stuff. We didn't see these dudes well, on go-karts with uh, parasails attached to them. Well, have you seen these news stories from, like, last week that we had a rainy... We just busted an Iranian spy ring in our State Department? I had heard, yes. Yeah, that we literally were employing Iranians on Iran policy, including... Um, who's your buddy there in Connecticut who works on that stuff, on the Iran policy stuff? Is it Chris Murphy? I forget. But, um... You know, that they were like taking all this advice from people who literally were in the employ of the Iranian government. So, I mean, like, does any of that surprise you? Obviously, no. like, our whole government's compromised. They're useless. Yeah, no, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing. It, it, no, and at least the media, at least we know what wretches they are. We know where, what this, what this is. And all these ideologies, aren't these all about, it's simply boiled down to, and this is why the, the, all the good elite Democrats and, and progressives are for Palestine, mm -hmm. because of the apartheid that Israel's causing, mm -hmm. um, is that really it's just as simply, people feel this incredible virtue if they can see a situation and identify one oppressor and one oppressed mm -hmm. and call that out, and it makes them feel good and important i have an ex-girlfriend who who whose mother was a real big progressive she still is real big progressive mm -hmm. she's the one who would uh would speak spanish to my friend eddie who's from puerto rico but has yeah. been here forever and like doesn't have an accent or anything you know um and and she actually came to my thanksgiving one day and said it's it, that it's uh we couldn't call the Indians Indians. We had to call them indigenous peoples. And because she always saw an opportunity to see somebody oppressed and the oppressor. And I remember in high school with her daughter dating some piece of crap from Woburn, some scumbag, loser, piece of Woburn. And she said years after that. You were in love with the daughter. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Years so. after that, she said, she said, uh, oh, I loved him. He was so good. He was such a nice boy. And I knew him. I knew he was a piece of crap. And I said to her, you know, you don't just because somebody sucks doesn't mean you have to like them. But that's because he was, we were from Winchester, mm -hmm. and he was from Woburn. So Aww. he was the oppressed. He had a crappy Boston accent, so he was the oppressed. So yeah, he needs to be treated better. Even like when, even like uh, when I get fired from radio and I was in Melrose with, mm -hmm. doing Fat Camp with, and I said, uh, they said, hey Tom, what are you doing here? Like, whatever. And I said, oh, I got fired. And they said, oh, Tom, too bad. And, and the teacher, who's a good progressive, said, uh, guys, he'll be fine. In other words, I don't get any oppressed status. Stuff. No, no, I don't get any. But, you know, anybody else, oh, sorry about that. And that's what it is. So, like, seeing these Palestinians, okay, but they're raping everybody. Yeah, but there's 80% unemployment in the, in the Gaza Strip. Don't you understand? Most of these people don't have a college education. They're not given that. Most of the people, it's like, What? Why are you defaulting to the scumbags here? Well, and also, I mean, like, not for nothing, there comes a limit to how much you can coast off stuff happening to you or 
people you're descended from in the past, right? Like, eventually you have to reset the clock and just live your life, right? Well, yes. I mean, like, there's some... There's some... You know, I, I there's obviously... We can debate how many years you can go before you can, like, stop taking it personally. But, like, I, I mean, my family lost property like an apartment that they owned in Croatia in the war in the 90s there and they can't legally get it back it's just gone like boohoo that's sad but you don't see them you're not the oppressed but you don't see them like you're the oppressor you'll be fine okay like sitting here crying about it and saying like well we can't build a country with electricity now because you still have my apartment like I mean, it's you have to like move on, right? So Israel's what, 1948? And there's a bunch of people still mad about it. Columbus is the 1400s. And we're still mad about it. I mean, the Turks took a bunch of stuff from the Byzantines, which is like my people, sort of, in the 1400s. Do I get to be upset about that still? Is that still occupied territory? <laughs> Do I have a claim to get anything back? I mean, like what... How far back do you get to go, right? Like, at some point, you have to live your life and move on with things, you know, and, and learn to coexist and move into the future. Gaza's had every opportunity and all the aid to make a country go. Well, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, we're, you know... If anybody should be upset, we told this to the kids the other day. I don't think they were impressed. If anybody should be upset about, like, the Native American stuff around here, like, Shattuck's have a claim to be upset. That's right. They wiped the floor with us for... Yeah, slaughtered. Yes. Slaughtered by Native Americans. But, yeah, it it's fascinating who gets to be an oppressor and who gets to be an oppressed around here Alice, in, as in the Middle East. Yes. yes, and that brings us to the UN Human Rights Council today. Oh, good. This is a... They did a, a moment of silence today, Alice. Mm -hmm. On behalf of the OIC member states, we express our deep concerns over the loss of innocent lives in the occupied Palestinian territory and elsewhere. Regrettably, this whole huge loss of lives and unabated violence is a sad reminder of more than seven decades of illegal foreign occupation, aggression, and disrespect for the international law, including UNSC resolutions. The 16 years of illegal blockade of Gaza continues to raise question over the applicability of international law and fundamental freedoms to the innocent civilian population. Efforts to normalize and perpetuate illegal foreign occupation... Let me is get to the, the part. Mm -hmm. Okay, here they go. This is them all doing a moment of silence, standing up. How about we do this? We go with Donald Trump's first thing that comes to mind when he does when he sees this. Get the F out of New York. Yeah. Sayonara. These people are nuts, dude. I am so... Ugh. Well, you saw the UN women thing that they were tweeting yesterday. Yes. About... Right trans lesbian visibility right because there was nothing else going on there was with hardly women any rapes. over there was no rape over hot spot at all rape and murder hot spot whatsoever no Ugh, incredible now i'm angry alby i'm sorry the, the nazis angry. are in cambridge now that the palestinian folks i don't understand i mean i know that like for whatever reason the left is allowed to hate jewish people and that's okay when they do it but it's like crazy to me that all these like that there's not more outcry or negative coverage of these like pro-palestine things given what just happened in israel it's like kind of astonishing to me uh, uh, yeah that it's like acceptable in american cities to do that because I mean, obviously, I know we have freedom of speech. I'm not trying to say they shouldn't be allowed to out themselves as Nazis, but you that's said what it. they are. You, you said it last night. Like, would we have done us with Al Qaeda afterwards? People after September 12th out in the streets. Yeah, we were oppressed. go Al Qaeda. Yeah, you. It's like sick. It's really weird. It's really disconcerting, and it, and really, this event was for the size of Israel, far, far bigger scale than 9-11 in terms of the amount of the population impacted directly by it. So, you know, and 
anybody who thinks that we're not going to see terror attacks in our country over the next year or so. There's video going around. Parents in Seattle, Washington, confront a naked man at JPC Penny Store after he allegedly attempted to inappropriately touch their children. And it's this dude who's naked. And he's running away from a bunch of parents now. But you know what? Context. Mm-hmm. Context. First of all, this guy, I think, has some intersectionality points. Oh, no. They're wrestling him. I don't like this. I don't like this. He's doing pretty well, actually. Jesus. What a freaking... Freaking! Hey, by the way, I want to end on a good note. Okay. This Positivity. Is, do you know Batya Ungar Sargon? Mm-hmm. I've had her on uh, the radio. Yeah. She's great. She writes for Newsweek. She's a conservative. She says, when they demand context that you accede to a moral equivalency between rape, murder, murder of children, kidnapping of the elderly, desecration of the dead, and those trying to stop it, they are asking you to close the gap between yourself and the barbaric animals who did those things. I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's it. No? I want me to go on? I don't know what else to say. I think, yeah, I agree. All right, what's the hot sauce, Albie? The hot sauce is a Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Line where you can leave a message for the show on the chat chat. All right, Albie. I haven't previewed these. So these, and we had didn't play any last night, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. We may have to go through some of this. I'll just shut up. Here we go. I think my favorite part of the Burn Barrel podcast was when that young activist was yelling at Vivek Ramaswamy. Yes. um, That her mother was overworked, even though she makes her own schedule. (laughs) And I was waiting for her to say things like, why is paper flat? (laughs) Who invented sinks? How much are trucks? Because ah. that's the level of questioning that these people can only get out of their thick skulls. But again, you guys know this. You're spoon-fed things to say without any receipts. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yes. And of course, he's so smart, he can just turn around and give him an answer. And then right. in the end, he might even agree with them in a certain way. But man, yeah. you got to be that stupid. I've had in that. order to get someone a lot smarter than you to get you to agree with them. Yeah, I, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've, I have had a bunch of college students come on to the radio when I was at the Herald who were all taking poli sci classes and were part of a democratic political mm-hmm. group, and they were all all smug one liners. Um, it, it all about oh yeah Trump because he's racist. Uh, yeah, well uh, of course. Uh, hello, asking about the birth certificate is uh called racist. And they were know it alls, and I was like, you bitch. Yeah, dude. But now that's what we have running the government, which is You're why right. they have to go and delete a bunch of tweets. Yes, Blinken had point. to delete his tweet yes. yesterday. Calling we asked her, Turkey to to, to, to call, call for a ceasefire. ceasefire. F you to Jesus. We are not in a good place. World War Three, Alice. World War Three. I know you want it. <laughs> I don't want it. God. Well, maybe I want it. Depends. Well, no, because no, I don't want my kids to have to go die because we sat around for decades, decades when we had the ability to snuff this radical extremist uh, psychotic movement out when we could have. No. Steve Merrimack, hey, Steve. a hey, Steve. smart man, a funny man, and someone who I would definitely like to co-host the Burn Barrel program when Alice goes on maternity leave. Almost happened, With actually. Tom, of course. I think it would be great for the three of us to chop it up. What I would like to say when it comes to what Steve said on Friday is that, you know what, Alice? I don't want to face the no, no, no wrath from you anymore. I agree with Steve. Taylor Swift, she's the best. There's nobody there better go, than her. Alice. See? Forget McCartney. Forget Dylan. Mm-hmm. Forget all of them. Mm-hmm. Alice, you are as right as rain. We're going to give you your day's due. Taylor Swift is the best. Here you go, Alice. There we go. See? You beat him into submission. Bringing peace to the whole world. Maybe they should send me to the Middle East. <laughs> Good idea, Alice. <laughs> Hey, Tom, there was some guy I ran into just now at Market Basket. Yeah. Says his name is Dr. Dan. 
Oh. And said that you are way overdue for a cleaning. <laughs> I am actually. I don't know who Doctor Dan is and why he would mention that. Yeah, seems kind of uh, strange to me, especially because he had this like weird smile on his face when he said that. Oh, so, he was an asshole. Can you oh, indulge us? Who's Doctor Dan? Doctor Dan was my dentist in Winchester, and uh, it, and he used to smack me. When I was in the chair, the dentist chair, and I'd cry and, and beg my mother not to make me go back to him or my brother, and he would, I remember him smacking me and thinking, I've carried these memories with me since and thought, over years past, I've thought, like, wait, did that really happen? Did that really happen? This guy torturing us? But he tortured me, he tortured my brother, he tortured a bunch of people we knew who had him, and it was kind of this thing that we all shared in Winchester. Did you have Dr. Dan? And everybody, if they had him, had the same stories. And the mm -hmm. same tortures, and I could just see the toys in his uh, in his office, the way the chairs were, how he'd bend us, they take you way down, like so you're almost inverted upside down, and torture you, and if you made noise, slap you, or put his arm, the guy was a brutal guy, it, 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 and um, it was, it's just, it's it's weird, it, it's not as if, I don't even, I, I've heard that, that some people are like totally messed up from it, and I'm sure it didn't do me any great tea, but... <laughs> But it was just one of those things that since we were kids, and when you're kids, hyperbolic things like you, you are happening all the time, or at least you think they are. You know, you live in a world where there's an Easter bunny and a Santa Claus, <laughs> and there are ghosts and this and that, and just one of the bad things around was Dr. Dan. So it wasn't as if it was just part of life, that there was an mm -hmm. evil dentist. It was, it was just part of life. But yeah, he was an evil bastard um, and a sick bastard. And I used to... Um, always think about uh, murdering him when I was in my, as a teenager. I thought that would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm godless. I don't know where to go or what my life's going to be. But at least if I shot him, like that would be a net positive. But anyway, I didn't have a gun or, and I didn't shoot him. So, and I think he's still alive. I'm not just sure, but I hope that, uh, that he's not enjoying his dotage. Uh, let's see. Um, but I don't go to the dentist anymore. I have stopped going to the dentist. I went all through my 20s and 30s and 40s. And then now I'm just sick of... I've heard all the stories and all the stuff from the dentist. I brush my teeth and every two years floss. But um, but I'm just sick of... I've heard... I mean, other than... There's only one dentist that I cherish and love. And that is Toast's husband. Uh, I'm who's in Groveland, who does a great job. So if you need if you need a reference to somebody around where we are, I know one great and ethical and brilliant dentist who's a great guy. Other than that, I've, I've, no, I have no time for them. I've heard way too much. I've just heard way too much. But I do have a Dr. Dan, you see? It's a filling from Dr. Dan. Mm -hmm. Which is in a baby tooth. I probably got when I was three years old. I probably didn't need it, but he loved doing fillings. He loved filling cavities because those are those... Evince the most pain from people. Say what you want about Donald Trump. Yes. But the world was a lot more safer when he was in office because he would meet with Putin. He would meet with Kim Jong-un. Mm -hmm. He would respond to Iran by posting things on social media saying, hey, if you mess with us, we are going to respond. And... I just don't think we're ever going to get that with Biden or any other leader. I just don't. And instead of putting all this stupid shenanigan trials on, we should focus on putting Donald Trump in office instead of in jail. And I think the world would be a safer place. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but as a matter of fact, President Biden interviewed as part of special counsel investigation into his classified documents over the weekend, just so you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no doubt that I think Trump, first of all, Trump liked a lot of the world's bad guys, so I think yeah. they liked him too. Um, and also I think they thought this guy is capable of anything. We just don't know because he's not, he, he does not have the normal American president's sensibilities. Like normal, He doesn't have any normal political sensibilities. No, like, no. Who tweets out that his nuclear button is bigger than Kim Jong-un's? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, or like when you 
blast that guy who was the uh, was it an Iranian guy that it Soleimani, Soleimani yeah. the and he, then scholar. he's like tweeting out American flags <laughs> like <laughs> I mean like just wild times but yeah you just if you were a foreign dictator you just didn't know no um yeah incredible time hey Tom Alice it's Paul from Florida hey Paul, hey, Paul. Um, great show today thank you for calling about this situation in Israel what scares me the most about all of this is that our country, the FBI, CIA, all the alphabet mafia, they've all been focused on moms and dads at school committee meetings, mm-hmm. grandmothers at churches. Meanwhile, terrorists are flowing in over our border. And if you don't think the next step is for Hamas, Hezbollah, Iranians, etc., take into our streets and start chopping our heads off and screaming Allah Akbar. If you don't think that's going to happen, you're living under a rock. This is their plan. They are going to destroy us from inside out. And all I can say is God help us. So, so far, Paul, I would I'd tell you that just to deny that's going to happen would be the naive thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. And I think sometimes it hasn't been as big a news thing. The, like, Islamist terrorism mm-hmm. it hasn't been as big a news thing in recent years because, like, COVID and all this other stuff sort of pushed it to the side. But, I mean, like, I think that those, like, Paris attacks were a big part of, you know, pushing Trump into the presidency before. And, oh, like, yes. the Muslim ban stuff and, and all San those Bernardino things. Thing. And, yeah, the San Bernardino, even like the Pulse nightclub. Thing. Well, they blame that on Trump somehow. I- <laughs> because, <laughs> but um, sa- yeah, I, I mean, like, I think we're going to see that come back. Obviously, yes. and- savages know one thing: they know bloodshed yep. and death. Yep. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope our government and the people rise up and say enough is enough, and start taking care of our own. Yeah. This never should have happened. They knew Iran would use the money to support terrorism. And that's exactly what they did. And the president and his administration is playing footsies with Iran. Yes, he is. And now Turkey. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I'll never understand why. It's got to be the oppressor-oppressed thing. Why that this administration and the Obama administration had such an erection for Iran and wanted Iran. It's like, like, no, no, we'll do a different approach. Approach 2.0. This is one. This is a room full of Jake, whatever. Uh, Sullivan. Sullivan. And these are people with serious degrees at serious colleges. These are big thinkers. Let them talk to them. Let them go in and talk like Ellis from Die Hard to, the, to these people. They'll know how to handle them. Mm-hmm. And he's Irene Muller's like, <clears throat> sure, whatever, hippie. Who's Preppy. a member of NATO just had mm-hmm. a drone fly over our troops, which was shot down by the U.S., Turkey wants nothing to do with the United States and NATO, and they're just there as a placeholder. So we need to wake up and pay attention. Exactly. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Nice talking to you again. Tom, yes. did you get a chance to look at the preview of the 2024 Page Berniak calendar? Calendar. No. I usually buy maybe one or two calendars a year, but I think now. Half a dozen might be the way to go for 2024. I just feel like there should be one in every room of my house. What do you think, pal? Bye. Tom's anti-calendar. I'm anti-calendar and I'm anti-Paige. Paige and I broke up. She personally let me go on social media. Somebody told her you said she was fat. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine she found out and like verified that I had said something? And I don't even know if I use the word fat. I have said the word fat like to, to my friend Dave. But... She had gained weight, but it's vicious, vicious. We actually, I made her famous, Alice, by interviewing her years ago. You did? This is what, yes. You know, I've spoken to her. Your husband has spoken mm-hmm. to her. She has a crush on me. You're very famous. Actually, it's funny. Your daughter, who I'm about to go pick up, asked me um, if I'd ever had a celebrity crush. And I said, of course. I had a celebrity crush on your dad. There we go. Who <laughs> we married. And she said, celebrity with air quotes yeah well she's grounded. so well, i'm gonna go pick her up thank you all for listening if you want to join us um live 
or for extra content each week that's at patreon.com slash burn barrel and of course always free at burnbarrelpodcast.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.